Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 post game show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got our co host, Neil, on the show with us. Neil, we get to talk about a Pirates loss again, six in a row. We could talk about the Kentucky Derby instead. Like, it's not too late. We can do that. <laughs> what happened? Um, horses raced for about a minute, and um, some horse named uh, Mage won. Mage. There you and, go. And Jim got very drunk. Yeah, Jim's. I mean, granted, he's you know he lives in Louisville. He's a big Derby guy, apparently. So I, you know, I give him credit. Whatever. He's got the day off. We're here to talk about this lovely, lovely game that happened and transpired today. Um, you said Mage won. Some guy, uh, some horse named Mage. I, like, I don't know. Like um, Magey, like Magey. Yes. Close to Drew Magey. <laughs> Drew Magey. Drew Magey won the won the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> he's, he's everywhere um yeah so anyways uh back to the pirates game that happened the pirates lose eight to two today and i feel as if the score is kind to the way the game was played yeah um, it was not a good game a very OBU very poor awful <laughs> yes I, I feel like let's just kind of start there let's get that out the way not that it like this all falls onto him but he mm-hmm was just very very bad today we talked in like i don't want to say hyped up but we talked how well he was pitching i mean he was probably the best pitcher on this staff uh, for like the first four games i mean he looked really good and there wasn't like a whole lot of like smoke and mirrors i mean he actually looked good mm-hmm. all the problems that he had before that you you were concerned about with him were pretty much gone mm-hmm. today out the window <laughs> well, it's, just, it's weird because it wasn't even a day where they're like, yeah, it's the, it's the concerns we had of him not having control. Can't, we can't throw strikes. He threw a lot of strikes today. Um, but the slider was about the worst pitch I think I've seen a Pirates player thrown this year on a consistent basis. Like he just could not locate it anywhere except over the middle of the plate. Right. And it's funny, like what you say is, is true his concerns were like, right. He just have no control. He's walking a lot. And like, it was the opposite. Like the problems are still there. It's just the balls were going in the very middle of the strike zone where you don't want it to be. So it's like, he still wasn't locating. It's just that it was in the opposite effect. Instead of getting walks, he was just getting wrecked hit all around the baseball field. Uh, I mean, he only lasted today, five innings, uh, which was generous. He, we, yeah, I, mean, I mean, he had to wear this. But it's like, like he had to go at least five. To, like he needed, he, he needed to eat some innings, and he did. Yep. Not he absolutely very did. well. <laughs> he did that. That he did well. The eight <laughs> innings for the bullpen. They thank you, Oviedo. That's where he did succeed in today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the five innings he pitched, ten hits. He had six earned, seven total runs, uh, three walks, just three strikeouts. 13 
hard hits. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thir- 13. Kind, kind of uh, summarizes his entire performance. There's not a whole lot to say other than he was throwing bad in practice. And I don't know what Oscar needs to do. Um, maybe you need a little Mitch Keller to kind of send him to the bullpen for a couple days until he gets his act together type deal. But um, yeah, that's not great. No, it's it's not. You don't need any like true analysis to know that it's not good. That's that's certainly not. But like you said, a lot of it was just. I mean, the slider was just awful. So the fastball really wasn't that bad. I don't like. Maybe he just mm-hmm. should have thrown that more. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know this is something that the Pirates have been doing. We've been talking about with Oviedo. You've been talking about with the Rowanzi. You've been talking about with Vince Velasquez. I mean, the slider looks really, really good from them. They've been throwing the slider a lot, and that's been a lot of their success. Mm-hmm. Today, he just wasn't feeling the slider. So I don't. I mean, granted, it was very early. His first, the first five hits were all 99 miles an hour or greater. You know, he had a mm. four spot in the first inning. So, like at that point in time, the damage was done. But still, I just don't know why. Maybe you just maybe went away from the slider a little more. The yeah. fastball again wasn't looking bad. He's thrown the slider a lot today. It, it was again middle of the plate, which isn't a great location. But like he just kept kind of throwing it, and like clearly he wasn't feeling it. So maybe call the game with less sliders if that's not working for you. I wonder if we signed a, a, a catcher who is meant to help mentor and uh, call games and help these young pitchers. Maybe we got him on a nice deal, like $5 million. Maybe his bat's not very good, but I bet if he played more games, Oviedo would have pitched a lot better today. Well, you know, when you sign guys like that, defense first, you know, bad offense, right? Like they help out the pitchers. They would know better than that. Like they wouldn't be middle of the pack, you know, defensively or lower end defensively as well. Um, certainly wouldn't have a 15 way to runs created plus because even though the bat's not good, it wouldn't be that bad. Would no, it? Not a chance. <laughs> no, no, we would never do that. I um, don't want to turn this too much into Austin Hedges no. slander show, but. I'm with many people. We're coming to a crossroads right now where you absolutely should be questioning this. Yeah. Is the defense really worth it? I mean, the bat's not there, and the bat's at the worst part has ever been. Again, he is batting 140, 232, slugging 160, a 15 weighted runs created plus. He is 85% worse than the average hitter. And this is just average Austin Hedges. And I think it really just digs the wound a little deeper, the fact that I was just present and saw Henry Davis double twice today. Really just digs the thing deeper. Or I'm just like, why? Well, I'm, ha- I'm happy he- I get to watch him live, but why is he in Altoona? Why is he in Altoona? Why do yeah. we continue the suffer? Like, he goes two for five today. Indy goes three for four last night. Also, I'm not trying to allude to anything here. But also, but maybe have- I am. You have Jason DeLay, and I can't believe in the year of our Lord, 2023, I am begging for us to start Jason DeLay, but here we are, and Austin Hedges is just, he's just going to be the scapegoat, and it's not all his fault, It because it, it, it's not his fault, our best prospects no. are catchers, but just make him a coach. I'm t- I'm tired of seeing him start games. Like I think our record when he starts is bad. Like our record when Jason Delay starts is really good. So put the two and two together. That's where I was kind of leaning. Like especially if you are not going to call up Andy, 
or Henry at this point in time. There is Jason DeLay who, uh, like you were a big proponent on this last time we had the show. I know it's small sample, but he's doing everything. Like he is hitting and he's doing not to still not to hedge his level defensively, but it's not like that far of a gap. So if you have a guy who is hitting opposed to a guy who's just absolutely not, and the defense is just a minor difference, why not go with that guy who's not a black hole? Anyways, again, to kind of move off because yes, that's, that's some of the issues with hedges today that, Roland Oviedo, not to give him a total excuse, but yeah. you know, maybe like don't call the slider as often. Yeah, I mean, you, to get wrecked. Oscar and Hedges should be able to recognize the slider isn't working today. And I don't know. Like, I, I think it's kind of like going back to yesterday with the base path stuff. Because it's been working, we just keep like full steam ahead, full steam ahead, in which where we keep getting thrown out on the bases. And it results in nights like tonight where we decide to hang 25 sliders down the middle of the plate. And right. I'm not terribly concerned about Oviedo though, because at least from what I was hearing from like even Jay's fans, like the shape of the slider looked very good. It was just placement. And I think you can fix placement. I don't think and I, I'm not I don't really think that one start of him hanging every slider is a sign that is gonna happen in the future. So one small positive is that this is probably the worst start we'll see from him all year. I hope. Yeah. I think what this does is put things in perspective. I mean, this week has put a lot of things in perspective for Pirates fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this does too. Like this is why you had the concerns coming into the season with Johan Oviedo that he could be a reliever and he was proving us wrong all the way up until last start, you know, last start, he wasn't too good either. Now this start, not good at all again. So like the concerns are still there. You know, I still need to see more. I'm still giving every opportunity to start. The pirates need him to start. They're finding some depth issues already too. So like they need him to be a starter at this point in time. But uh, yeah, like today is, I think just another reminder to put things in perspective. Like the pirates shouldn't be in first place. Uh, here are some reasons why they should it. And again, with Johan Oviedo, here's some reasons why he's probably not the best starting pitcher to, to hit the NL Central. <laughs> yeah. And again, I mean, a better lineup than last night. But still, when you just look at some of these guys, like you look at the line, like this isn't a first place team. Like, I, obviously injuries hurt. And I think, you know, if you have Kutch in there and you have Cruz, and you have Andy or Davis in there, like you're getting there. But, you know, Connor Joe and Rodolfo Castro just aren't carriers. Right. And they're going to go through patches like this. And it just it sucks. But there also has to be more production from the rest of the lineup. Like Santana has been really cold recently. Hedges is I mean, a everyone hole. pretty much has. Andujar is worthless. Um, I will slander Andujar. He's terrible. <laughs> um, and Marcano isn't good. Like, there's just not enough bats right now. And I think it's shown over the last week. Our offense has been terrible. Right. The one thing that like, you pride yourselves on with this team, the K rate was extremely down, right? The walk rate was extremely up from last year and such. Uh, since Sunday, they came into this game 
second worst strikeout rate, you know, in the majors, 27 over 27%. Today they had 12 strikeouts to so another double digit. I mean, this is mirroring kind of the 2021, 2022 pirates. Once again, that, that's not good. And it's kind of like what you're alluding to here. It's just not a good lineup. There's not a whole lot of depth. I mean, Kutch coming out looking hot. Reynolds is Reynolds. Uh, you know, Santana was doing some stuff the way Castro was playing, you know, these pieces that were there, but now, right. Like you have Andor making star Andor has started five out of seven games. Neil, Neil, this is what I tweeted a little bit yesterday on. Like, this is why I have a little bit of beef about the whole Drew Baggi thing. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I, I got told time and time again, how, yeah, keep, keep Drew Baggi here because he's the 26th man. And that guy doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Keep him here. Send down CSN, get him at bats, which by the way, I was okay with like the sending down CSN for at bats mm-hmm. excuse and reason, but yeah. like, I don't want to hear the 26 man just doesn't get utilized. So that can be a non-competitive roster spot being used because Miguel Andohar gets called up and he started five out of seven games. Yeah. And like you said, he's awful. And when he, when he faces pitchers and not shortstops, yeah. he's, he's terrible this year so far. Now, granted, I know it's a small sample, but like he also doesn't look good. No. He's never looked good since 2018. And I remember like the day he got called up, I tweeted out something about like, great, I'm, pay- I'm paying money to watch Miguel Andujar play baseball. Fantastic. And after he hit those home runs, like everyone's in my reply saying, look how this age. I'm like, well, wait a couple minutes. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. And yeah, he's, I don't think he's had a hit since the National Series. He... I don't think he's gotten on base. He has four hits. <laughs> We know he went two for – he had two the first game. He had the home run the second game because, of course, that came off the position Blaine player. Thomas. Yeah, like the, the outfielder. Um, was all four games in those two games? I think I think he started the Sunday game too. Oh, um, uh, the Sunday. Okay. But yeah. like he is not a major league baseball player. And I That's mentioned why he's this DFA twice in like the past six months. Yeah. I mentioned it last night, but it bears repeating – we're not a serious team if we're going to roster them. The guys like him, it's just not a serious team. And I don't think it's a coincidence how we've been playing ever since guys like him started making their way onto the team. It's not rocket science. Right. I'm with you. Yeah. Andor's there. Like the thing is you already have hedges. Like you've, you've built into this year Mm -hmm. because we appreciate. And again, like mind you, like this is the way you're thinking. We appreciate Austin Hedges' defense, his leadership, mentorship, whatever, how he works with pitchers. We're okay having the black hole at the ninth spot. You have that built in. But the thing is, if you're having that and you're comfortable with that, you can't also have guys like Matthias and Anduar and, mm. uh, and Marcano like, into this lineup. Or, like, you have, again, we're talking about the 2022 lineup again. Yep. Sure, there's like four guys in that lineup that are adequate, and then after that, it's you're done. Mm. And that's what you're seeing. Again, you're having a 12 strikeout game today with only two runs, one coming off of a solo shot home run, you know? So like, you're just not going to string together runs like they've been doing all year because they've had a very confident lineup. So yeah, the depth is a real issue right now. Yeah. I mean, and like, again, it's not entirely fair because like Kutch is hurt. Choi is hurt. Cruz is hurt. I'm sure I'm missing someone. um, Someone else is hurt. Um, and that is true. And like, quite honestly, the options in AAA are not great outside of one guy. Nick Gonzalez is awful. Yes. I don't like Leo over Paguero. 
Travis Swaggerty is hurt, and he's also not that good. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> this is why you don't just sign a bunch of one-year deals in the offseason. Those have their place as good depth signings. Like, I, in a vacuum, Carlos Santana is a good signing. But is he, if, if you're giving out the most money in the offseason to just Carlos Santana to fix the lineup, you're going to get situations like this where injuries happen, people get hurt, and you just don't have the depth to replace guys. And I think we're kind of seeing that. Yeah, it, it's true. And again, like, I don't want to harp and be all doom and gloom with all this because, again, no one envisioned the Pirates even being in this situation right now. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Now, that's not like that shouldn't be a fault or an excuse either. I mean, they are in this. So do you as a GM, as you're seeing the NL Central still being a very, very bad division, thinking, you know, hey, we're in first place. Everyone's still losing. Like we're at our worst right now and we're still in first place. Maybe we get a little aggressive. Yeah. You know, like, like that's the thing that I want to say. Like, I think it'd be different if, okay, the Pirates are falling back down to the earth. The Brewers are taking off. The Cubs are taking off. St. Louis Cardinals aren't like 10 and 24 at this point in time. How the hell that happened? Uh, you know, like, like if you're seeing the things shape out and it's like, okay, you know, what? we are who we thought we were. Here's everyone else. You know, I can be comfortable doing this. At least we're exceeding, like we're still exceeding expectations, mm-hmm. but I'm okay selling in the middle. You're still on top. I know it's still early, but I think you and Jim talked about last night, you know, like if you are heading out of May and like, you're still in this situation, like you have to put the pedal on the gas. Um, and, and like, I think this is what you're about. Like, I would like to maybe have a little bit of aggressiveness here. Like Austin hedges really ain't cutting it again. If you didn't want to go with the ND situation, maybe have a Jason Lee get a few more starts, <laughs> mm-hmm. like add something to this lineup because you are in a situation where this lineup is, very putrid. So you can't have all these these holes. Like maybe have hedges sit a few more times than you normally would that you normally thought of. Because again, delays has kind of a hot bat right now. Yeah, yeah, and like it's. I, I know they didn't envision this. Like, and I understand that when you set a plan, usually you stick to that plan. But when you find yourself in the position where you are twenty and eight, or some, I think that's where we were twenty and eight. You're high flying. You made some good signings that have been really good impacts to this team. And the NL Central's a joke. I don't understand why the 2029 Pirates are the priority here. And it just, and again, I kind of said from the outset, like, I think I, as we were going through that one, I'm like, well, this isn't like, I'm enjoying the ride, but like, this isn't like a 100 win team. But at the same time, the, you keep winning games, the stronger the chance you have to get into the playoffs. So why not go for it? And if you call Andy up, he might get you a draft pick. <laughs> and then he also gets that sweet mentorship that you love so much from guys like Rich Hill. And so I get why they're doing it. I just hate it. And I think it defies any it, – it, it shows that they don't care about winning this year. And that this is a half in. Yeah, like they're half in. They're, yeah. I, I feel, and it even goes back to like the Charrington interview you had on MLB. Like I feel they're just kind of like, <laughs> cool. Like this is happening. Yeah. Never like in our wildest dreams this would. And we're going to enjoy it too. 
but we don't care enough to maintain it. We're just going yeah. to ride out the success until it's it's gone and we're back to who we thought we were. And again, like I don't know if I totally, totally fault them, but I really want to, you know, again, like as a competitor and as this team is a competitor, like this is why Kutch came because he felt this team can be good. And, mm -hmm. you know, if Kutch is on this team and he sees like we're in first place and we're playing well and like you don't have the backing behind you to say we're going to give you some reinforcements, you know, when this team is dissipated like this, well, here's Miguel Andujar. Yeah. And I'm going to put those on screen because like, it, especially since the entire message of the off season was, Hey, we're trying now. We're actually trying to put a competitive team on the field. And when someone in a public interview asks you, are you, is your team a good team? And you can't say yes straight away. It show it, you may not intend it to be that way, but the way everyone's going to take it is that, Oh, whatever happens this year is a happy accident, but it, it makes me believe that they would rather get the number one overall pick than make the playoffs. Like I genuinely believe that is like the desire of the front office because he's all about sustainability and not taking risks. And it's, it's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a good way of putting it, you know, but right. Like when Shelton comes on, he's just like, oh. yes, we are a good team. Yes. Again, the, the faults I have with Shelton, that's never been one. That The one yeah. thing I've always really, really appreciated about Shelton is those type of things. Like I think he's a very, very player, player type of manager. Yes. Even though he should have the backing of the players a little more, which we're starting to see a little more lately, so I don't know. Maybe that's starting to come well, out. I'll say this much because someone posted a tweet. I, I got a tweet about this. Is that there are only like four teams with more rejections than Derek Shelton this year. He's been ejected twice. The league leader is three. So, like, I think he's sticking up for his players plenty. I know we get, I know, like, a lot of people wanted him to go out and get thrown out in every single game of the race series. But that's <laughs> just, and I don't blame you for saying that, but like, that's just not how things work here. <laughs> and I have no issues with Shelton. Um, yeah. And, and again, wish, like, mine I, more come from years previous that I'm talking about. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. And I would just say when you're forced to roster those teams, <laughs> It's hard to. I would uh, try to get thrown out. I don't want to yeah. manage this team. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, um, um, you don't. You don't have to watch um, Cal Mitchell bat. Um, <laughs> right. Although um, he did have a home run tonight, so we'll give him that. Cal Mitchell had a home run. Okay, good for him. Let's we'll see him doing in the majors. No. <laughs> yeah, fair enough <laughs> honestly i would take him over anduhar but i think I that's yeah like that's well one's on the 40 man one isn't well i guess one is now but wasn't yeah <laughs> right um anyways so i guess like going back to the game here offensively right wasn't a whole lot we talked you know jack swinsky did have another home run tonight he had another walk like the one thing he certainly is showing is that plate discipline. The guy does not swing at bad pitches anymore. It just doesn't exist. It's yep. so like that thing is good to see. Um, he's been cold with the bat again, but he did break out today again, had the home run. So he didn't want one for two with, oh, I'm sorry, two walks today. My bad, not one. Two walks today he had. Outside of that, Hayes also two hits today. Yep. 
Uh, so that was nice to see. And then like outside of that, then Reynolds had a double as well. Extends his streak to 11 games. He has like in those 11 games, I think 48 doubles. So that's good also. Mm. Uh, but no, he's had a hit every time he's played a game since he's been a hundred millionaire. So that's, that's good to see. Let's just say like, it's kind of sucks because like he's been great as we've gone on our losing streak. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. it, like, he's been hitting the ball, the cover off the ball and there's just no one there to knock him in. And it's a shame. Um, because really Santana's is. ice cold. Connor Joe is, you know, downtrending because he, of course he is, he wasn't going to be that good. Um, Suwinski went through a cold streak. It's just, it, everyone got cold, the pitting and the pitching all got cold at the same time to the point where Vince Velasquez is our most consistent starter. And that sentence alone makes me yearn for death. Well, you might not have to talk about him anymore for quite some <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> That's fair. Speaking I mean, of things going down and, you know, on my hands and knees for Luis Ortiz on Tuesday. Seems like that's going to be the play. So what's this ironic? It's like the Rowanzi situation again, where mm. there just isn't like another healthy guy on the 40 man. Like it's, it's going to have to be him by default. I think Ben Charrington is kind of pissed that it's oh, Luis yeah. Ortiz. Cause that doesn't go into his game plan. He's got to call him up already, but it kind of forced at the hand. And I'm glad they're, which it seems as if it's happening. We'll wait till the actual announcement comes to give the prompt. Yeah. But I'm glad he's forced the hand. He's pitching well. I'm glad it's going to be him potentially. So, uh, hey, Luis Ortiz in the rotation for the near future, potentially. Thank God. And Eric like that. That was what I was trying to compare it to is like the Rowanzi situation where he's his hand is forced. Yep. I just, I really wish he didn't make decisions like this only because he's forced to. Right. It would be like some confidence of like, hey, kid, here you go. Not yeah. son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> get your bags. <laughs> Damn it. My player centric culture got more player centric. <laughs> right. um, but but I guess wrapping this up with the rest of the bullpen, um, I think we discussed it last time Cody Bolton came to the game. You know, he's yep. been in, the, in a few times. The situations that I couldn't really evaluate too much based on them today. Mm kind of similar i mean the game was out of hand but he was in there but it was not a good outing by cody bolton today no. uh, he just did not look good two innings he had three walks just one strikeout uh did have an earned run but yeah he talked about location he was just awful today in that sense i think he also walked the leadoff batter twice yeah um I guess this is for me, like when I watch Cody Bolton pitch, I, I with relievers, I try to look for something that they do extremely well. I don't know what Cody Bolton does extremely well. Like even when Hernandez was getting throwaway innings or you see Johan Ramirez get throwaway innings, you can kind of see what they like about them. Right. Cody Bolton doesn't have anything like that. Unless you see something, and I, I just haven't. That's fair. I, I guess I haven't looked too deep into that. I'm just kind of letting it come to me. Mm-hmm. If that's a good way of putting it. You know, again, like the first two outings, you're just throwing strikes. And today, I felt like you're in that same situation, mm-hmm. but he also just wasn't. So, like today, I felt like it, whatever it was, he didn't have. So, yeah, I haven't seen it either. But I don't know if we've seen too many outings where he's had that stuff or 
really wanting to throw that stuff, if that makes sense. So, no, that's fair. I'm with and you. He, he but deserves more I'm not, time. Yeah. Um, I just he just seems like another Will Crow to me, though. So I can't say like I'm like let's throw him in all the high leverage situations we can get. Like it's just he's a nice warm body who that for situations like this is nice to have. I think it's probably fair to this point that what you are seeing is is more of a Will Crow than like even like a Ramirez. Like he was throwing some filth today. You didn't really yeah. see that from Bolton. So yeah. and Ramirez that's is probably, probably fair to say. Right. But I think like, right. like, like Ramirez has legitimately has some of like the best plus stuff in the like stuff plus in the league. If I remember seeing stuff correctly. But yeah, I'm pretty like he has really nice stuff and he just can't throw strikes. No. As he falls off the mountain and he's about, you know, 30 <laughs> feet to the left of it when he's finished and <laughs> all said and done. I did see <laughs> but, that. that was just... <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you make a good point. You know, like if you're a reliever, if you have one thing that's really, really good at, you probably can find success. Um, I don't know if I see that yet from Cody Bowen either. But again, I want to give him some time. Let's really yeah. feel him out and see what's there. I mean, also with that said, I was intrigued by Cody Bowen for some time now. He makes his you know debut this year. So I want to see something from him. But to this point, yeah. And then we talked about Ramirez. I mean, again, he he finished up. He had two innings as well today, which I think today was his birthday, right? Yes, it was. I'm not mistaken. So happy birthday, Johan Ramirez. <laughs> Uh, but he has those two innings, one walk, two strikeouts, two hits. Yeah, he had some filthy stuff, but then he also made some really bad pitches and just wasn't locating. But that's Johan Ramirez for you. Yeah, and at the very least, I feel like you can – there is something there that you can turn into a good functioning reliever. Like, Johan Ramirez is the type of guy that you take and you turn into a reliever kind of like the playoff teams of the 2013s where like you find a Jason Grilly off the street and make him an all-star closer. No, you don't even need to do that. You just need him to be like a guy you can throw out in high leverage situations in the seventh inning. But like that is the stepping stones to building a cheap bullpen. Right. We have won a game. I was at the game he debuted in. That's when we won 16 to one. Or whatever. So that was the uh yeah, the blowout, right? But so yeah. we've won one game with Bowen up. And that, that was the You're last right. game we've won. The last game that I was at is the last game that the Pirates won. So if someone wants to crowdfund my season tickets, I'll 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 make the sacri- the sacrifice. Well, like you just said, I I'm with that. Put it out there in the universe. If we want to crowdfund Neil, so so far you're undefeated in pirate games. You also were the two curve games yesterday and today, undefeated at curve games. So all pirate affiliates, like you said, five and zero. Oh. Make your case. <laughs> we'll, we'll make a GoFundMe. I'll put it on Twitter. <laughs> Get Neil to the baseball game. Also keep Jim the f away. <laughs> we're just gonna like plaster Jim's face like all over like PNC. Like, have you seen this man? <laughs> <laughs> Every airport. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone go to your local airport and just plaster Jim's face on there. <laughs> just... <laughs> Don't let this man get on the flight. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's maybe wrap this up here. All this right. is a lot longer than I expected to talk about this game. Yeah. But here we are. But anyways, yeah, so just wasn't a good game. They lose eight to two. And, and again, I felt like that was a very positive look at it because it's it probably should have been worse than eight to two. Yeah. Um, so Raised I don't know. Losers went easy. 
I guess the one last thing I want to wrap up and just talk on, which is a negative thing also. But, you know, we've talked about the bats not being there. We've talked about the, the pitching not being there. The defense has just been also atrocious. Mm-hmm. And we saw much more of it again today. Duffel Castro, I understand for the most part, you're playing out of position. Today you're at second base and you looked awful again. Um, it's just everywhere. I mean, thank God Hayes is back playing it today. <laughs> so we had some yeah. good defense there. Marcano made some good plays. But just this team defensively as well has just not looked good. All the fundamentals have like gone out the window. Yeah. I'm really just, I mean, these are two really good teams and like the somewhat optimist in me is hoping this is like a really, really bad stretch because every team does go through a stretch like this where like nothing goes right. Right. And so that, that is something good. And because you've already got 20 wins in the bank, you have a bit more of flexibility to get away with stuff like this. But yeah, this, I think the injuries have taken a toll not only offensively but defensively as well. Where Connor Joe is starting every day and he's not a good fielder. I love Connor Joe, great hitter. I don't think he's a very good fielder. Andujar is terrible. Um, so nothing's going right. <laughs> But no, I, I, at the very least, we have seen this team show a month's worth of ability to play good baseball as opposed to a week of the worst baseball I've seen since 2020. It's a good way of putting it. And also that you saw pretty much an entire month's worth and not just three games against the Dodgers like 2022. Yeah. And then outside of that, pretty much just bad baseball. <laughs> so, again, I know this week has been rough. Been a lot of negativity on these shows. It's been annoying. There's certainly been things that talked about, you know, in a negative way. But again, you're still talking about a 2023 Pirates team that still has 20 wins. They're still in yeah. first place in the NL Central, and it's May 6th. Never would have, never would expect to be talking about that. Mm-hmm. If you would have told me two, like a month ago, even that on May 6th to be in first place, I would think today's show would be super exciting. Yeah, <laughs> and here We're we are talking like, depressed. oh my god, I can't believe what's happening. yeah it it is all about perspective Um, right so just keep a little bit of it with you and um still become a kind of happy that this team is still playing good overall but they could certainly play a little bit better right now i'm 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 ready for that time Uh, i i would like it hopefully the rockies are a nice little bounce back for us um but I see my expectation, my, my mere expectations of two and four were just too much for this uh, this span of six games. Right. Yep. Hopefully, just they can salvage it with being one and five. So, Please. right. With that said, though, let's go ahead and get on out of here. The Pirates will be back to finish up the series against the Blue Jays tomorrow. I don't know who has the game tomorrow, but whoever does, they'll talk to you then at that time. We'll see you later. Bye bye. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.